0: Great Lakes, News Talk 760 WJR. It's time for Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. All right, this is the wrap on 760 WJR. To a car phone we go. Dave, thanks for hanging on. You're on 760. Gentlemen, and Steve and Dan, you got the chemistry. It's cooking. Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are you calling us from your office? I'm doing SportsCenter tonight. With Are you uh, really? Dan Patrick, yes. uh, I'm very impressed. By the way, give Dan our best. He's a good man. And, I will. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Dan, Chuck Swirsky says hi. This is the best sports rap has ever been, in my opinion.
1: Now, here's your host, Chris Renwick. Oh, happy Football Sunday to you. Uh, Full slate of games today. Um, And and look, I I think that there are some interesting developments among the young quarterbacks in this league. The rookies. The much-ballyhooed signal callers who... As much is given when you are taken at a high draft pick. When you're taken at the top of the draft, when you are a, a top many teams draft boards. Much is expected. And today those expectations just weren't there. And, and really, quite frankly, haven't been there. Now, uh, I think that it wasn't really a surprise. And I'll t- just take a look at the at the Bears here. Uh you got the Bears hosting the Bangles today. And I don't think it was much of a shock that Matt Nagy was going to start uh it, uh Andy Dalton. Former team got rid of him, didn't want him anymore, uh upgraded with Joe Burrow, I guess. And so I think there was a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, they were they, I think that that organization was hoping that uh, certainly Andy Dalton was going to be a factor in that game. Uh, Andy Dalton gets hurt, finishes the day 9 for 11 for 56 yards through one touchdown. Justin Fields, I, I always kind of imagine just looking at the Bears' schedule, that Justin Field kind of was going to be the guy in Week Three, and 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 beyond. Andy Dalton gets banged up. Justin Field comes in, six for thirteen, sixty yards, and a pick. A very lackluster performance in what turned out to be a Chicago win, uh, their first on the season. They're one and one. But I think it's interesting when you start looking at where a lot of these guys went. Where a lot of these guys. Ended uh, up with some of these teams. I think it's a. I think it's something that we'll we're going to continue to watch because these a lot of these guys just didn't have very good days today. And look, I understand you're saying it's just a game, and I get it. But you look at what somebody like Justin Herbert has been able to put together over his short career. I mean, like today. 18 for 21, buck 69, touchdown and a pick, uh, and they trail. Cal, uh, uh, they they trail Dallas by three, 12 ish to go in the third quarter. Like Justin Herbert was a guy out of Oregon that I think a lot of people liked, especially in his junior year. Less so the his final season at Oregon. Uh, but but the Chargers hopped on top of him, and he's been a very good player. And and you know where a lot of that credit goes? Anthony Lynn, of course, now the OC here in Detroit after he was canned out in LA. So I, I, I just think it's interesting that some of these guys are struggling so mightily early on. And Jason, I know you got some questions for me. We'll get to that coming up. We're going to preview the Lions game today. Oh, and how about this? Let's uh, I, I just piggybacking on our show yesterday. Uh, obviously Saturdays will be mainly focused on college football well, we'll do a lot of we'll do a lot of uh uh stuff on Sundays but uh Michigan State making their first appearance in the AP poll uh Michigan uh they'll jump to number nine uh number 19 they're up six spots from number 25 and Michigan State checks in at number 20. Again, uh, just look into that day before Halloween, October thirtieth, Spartan Stadium. Uh, no time has been set, but there is a real possibility that these two teams could be undefeated going in. A real possibility. We we kind of covered this yesterday, uh, which would make for a very very exciting football Saturday. So we'll, we'll we'll again we'll it's just something we'll watch of course we'll continue to talk about it here on Sports Wrap. But I, I, you know when you look at some of these quarterbacks and again we're gonna, we're going to cover it. It's just interesting how mightily they're struggling early on. Uh, I want to update you on a couple of scores going on around the league. The Cardinals scratching and clawing their way uh, throughout this one, midway through the third quarter, uh, Arizona leading uh, Minnesota thirty-one to thirty. They were down. Uh, I guess they they were down uh, throughout that game, but they've they've uh, made it pretty competitive. They scored seventeen points in the second quarter. Uh, so Arizona making a little bit of noise. Chase Edmonds with forty-two yards rushing. Kyler Murray nineteen for twenty-two. 282. He's got three touchdowns on the day. Um elsewhere, Buccaneers on top of the Falcons 28 to 16, that's midway through the third. Cowboys with a three-point lead over the Chargers 14 to 11 again 12 minutes to go in the third there. I'll get you a couple of finals. Bears over the Bengals 20 to 17. The Browns over the Texans who again, I just I continue to think the Texans are going to be terrible this year. Uh and Chicago and, and Cleveland showed you a little something last week against KC. And I understand they didn't hold on to win, but they came out firing on all cylinders. And I just I think that 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 Cleveland is a real team now. And how about Matthew Stafford traveling to Indy to take on the Colts with his new look Rams? Uh I believe I saw a tweet, and I want to make sure I get this right. Uh this is they this is the first back to back uh wins for Matthew Stafford since 2017. It's pretty good. And and speaking of Matthew Stafford, can we just Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback. He's got all the arm angles, he's got a cannon, he's he's got it between the ears. Can we just pump the brakes? on this uh fawning over Matthew Stafford on national television i mean we understand matt stafford is a very good quarterback and when you're when you when you're on a a team like the rams uh, a a ready made product yeah it, it ain't that difficult to go out there lead a 90 yard drive and finish with with six it just ain't that hard but the, the this 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 like infatuation with Matthew Stafford all of a sudden is wild to me. And we'll we'll touch on this uh, more as we come up because, the, uh, again, we, we saw it in week one and now it, nothing has changed in week two. By the way, did you know he and Clayton Kershaw are besties? <laughs> I it just, it's crazy. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. Coming back on the other side, uh, Jason Fistler's got some NFL questions. We'll dive into that. We'll preview the Lions game coming up tomorrow night. Lions-Packers from Lambeau, Monday Night Football. Don't miss it. Uh, and, and a lot of else to do today here on Sports Wrap. So don't go anywhere. Chris Renwick right here on WJR. We'll be back with you in a second.
0: Now back to more Sports Wrap, Presented by FanDuel. Download the FanDuel Sports app today. FanDuel,
1: more ways to win. Here's Chris Renwick. Uh, and, and also, I mean, look. Uh, after two games, Patriots one and one. The Jets stink. They're zero and 2 two. Uh, they blow out the Jets twenty-five to six. Is is Mac Jones the guy? Is he the guy? Is he the diamond in the rough? There, twenty-two for thirty-three, only one hundred eighty-six yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, that's just more of like game management. Team. But, but is he the guy? I don't know. It's just interesting. Because with Bill Belichick, it's, you know, it, it's like, is Bill Belichick the, the, the coach that he has become without Tom Brady? Uh, again, looks like Tom Brady can go pretty much anywhere he wants and wins. Just kidding, but kind of. I mean, that Tampa Bay team is stacked, but you you get, you get what I'm saying. He doesn't need Bill Belichick. It's obvious. But my point is, is can Bill Belichick do something similar with Mac Jones? And I'm not talking about a Super Bowl win. I'm just talking about is Mac Jones going to be a competent quarterback enough to where he's going to lead the Patriots forward? Just a thought. Uh, Jason, I know you've got some questions. Let's get into these because uh, when when you look around the NFL, there are a lot of interesting storylines
0: today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as I was as I was watching the games earlier, I thought to myself, "Poor Zach Wilson in in New York. Mm-hmm. He basically is quarterbacking a team that has no offense at all." And I'm just like, "Man, I feel bad for this guy." You know, and I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at their roster, and I'm going, "Who is this guy? Who is this?" Because off the top of my head, I couldn't I couldn't tell you who their their number one running back or their number one receiver is. And no, it,
1: here's the thing is it, it, it's a, they are awful. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a, if there is a, a corpse equivalent of a franchise uh, in, in the NFL, it's probably the New York football giants. I mean, Braxton Berrios probably uh, he was their best receiver today, but Elijah yeah. Moore, probably the guy I mean, Corey Davis is there. Western Michigan product, former Titan. I mean, you know, Tevin Coleman should be their leading, right? He should be their number one back. It's but at Michael least a Carter, name I recognize. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, my goodness, Zach. I mean, look, you know, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Zach Wilson is a guy where I think, again, a lot of hype around his NFL prognosis early in his BYU career, but then kind of fizzled out right before the draft. And then. I mean is this who he is? I would Maybe. say
0: I would say no just because they need to get some competent weapons around him but I mean it, you know and it's a, it's a rookie it's a rookie head coach in Robert Salah it is um I mean everybody everybody's a rookie <laughs> around there it seems like um but also the play of Trevor Lawrence today as the Jags lost again Oh, and two, we touched on Urban Meyer last week and how yep. Uncle Urban's throwing fits, and I'm wondering, yep. it's, it probably had to be the case again today. But the, the question is, you know, these rookie quarterbacks, they get thrown right into these situations that, yep. you know, my team is the Cowboys. Dak Prescott in 2016 was thrown in there, but he had the best offensive line. He had Zeke Elliott. He had a good team around him. These guys, yep. you know, now Trevor Lawrence has a little bit more than Zach Wilson does. But I mean, you know, the, just the morale. It especially a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence comes from a, a winning college program. I'm sure he won in high school, and it's you know it's- he won.
1: he's won everywhere. Yeah. Last week was the first regular season loss of Trevor Lawrence's life. He's never lost a regular season game. I mean, wow. uh, look. You come from a winning pedigree. All you do is win. Uh, and and today he didn't back it up very well. I mean, he went 14 for 33, 118 yards, a touchdown, yeah. and two interceptions.
0: And he had a really good opening drive. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's looking pretty good. And then just not the rest of the day. And Zach Wilson had his fourth interception by midway through the third quarter. And yep. I think the defense just dropped back the rest of the game because he ended up throwing for like, like, 218, something like that. But the morale for these guys, you know, the morale uh, coming in, you know, you're making a good living. There's no question there. But, man, it's got to be tough to. And it reminds me of, do you remember when the Texans franchise started and David Mm -hmm. Carr was the uh, Fresno State quarterback coming in? And, man, his career was it wasn't good because he was put in. I believe he was he's the most sacked quarterback of all time. Um, throughout his career, but just, I mean, what it can do to you. I so mean, what
1: is the, is, is the question who's got a better NFL prognosis, Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence, or is it, do these guys just need to sit, do they need to sit back and, and watch the game on the sidelines and develop and then, and then get them right in after.
0: Yeah. Should they sit and develop? Because I know well, in this league, you know, it, it's, they don't, it's what have you done for me now? You know,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that there are a couple of of places you can look here. I think you look at what uh Aaron Rodgers went through. Of course, he had Brett Favre to sit behind, which isn't a bad guy to 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 look after and learn the game from. Um, and then and then obviously Drew Bledsoe in in New England. Bledsoe got hurt, and then Brady just put a chokehold on the job and never let go. Um, but those are two guys that that did sit on the sidelines, wait obviously for Aaron Rodgers. He he was there for a while, a couple of years, right. Sitting behind Brett Favre. Now on the flip, uh, you've got somebody in Justin Herbert, who really has been able to come in, step in, really from day one. Right. I, if it wasn't for Tyrod uh, Taylor, you know, getting his lung punctured, uh, you know, he's probably still sitting on the sideline learning, but he is flourishing. I mean, he's he's a good, solid quarterback. So I I think that I, I look. I think at the end of the day, when you take a a a quarterback at number one, number two, number three in the top five, those guys just by the by the the the, the selection are like you got to start them. It's not. It's very hard. They're kind of doing it in Chicago with Justin Fields. It's very hard to take a guy high in the draft and then sit him. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the the areas that that the NFL has to try to navigate. And it's it, and and it may be, quite frankly, this evolution in the draft. Like you remember, there were a, a number of years where. Nobody would take a running back in the top ten. Nobody would take a running back in the top fifteen. Why? Because the life expectancy, playing expectancy of a of a of a running back is so small in this league. You're only valuable for a short amount of time until you get to like twenty eight and thirty. You're useless at that point. And so, um, yeah, I I think that there there is a case to be made about these guys being able to sit. Does, does Trevor Lawrence necessarily need to sit from day one? Probably not come from a big time college football program, uh, one a natty probably not. Uh, but would it do them some good? Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because he's, I mean, you're, you're with, with quarterbacking the Jags quarterbacking, the jets, you're, you're learning on the fly. You're going to make your mistakes and yep. they're, they're going to continue to both make plenty of mistakes. And then you got to think: Are the Jets even going to win a game? But it's the NFL, so you never know. You know they're going to run into well.
1: And, and, and let me throw this caveat in there too. I mean, kind of look at what uh, at least in Week One they didn't really do it today. Um, but the, uh, the the situation out in San Francisco, um, where you've got uh, uh, a young guy, uh, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is somebody that I think, um, you know, is a serviceable quarterback in this league. I don't think he's going to win you uh, a, a Super Bowl, but you got somebody in Trey Lance where last week they kind of like split snaps at times, right? I mean, Trey right. Lance mm-hmm. threw his first touchdown last week against Detroit. Like there is a, a there's a little bit of a, and, and that's kind of a college mindset where you're playing multiple guys kind of platooning your, your quarterbacks. But that may be, something you see in the NFL where there are specific packages for guys where they could go out, get a taste of what game action's really like in the regular season in the NFL and away you go.
0: And that's what they're doing with Justin field in Chicago. And they did that a lot with Tyson Hill when Drew Brees was still in New Orleans. So yeah, that's, I think that's a better way to go. And fields can learn from a guy like Andy Dalton, who's a veteran. So
1: Yep. Uh yeah, no, absolutely. I'll tell you what. We'll continue with some of these questions on the other side. We got to take a break. Uh again, we're going to continue uh breaking down the NFL slate today. Uh Raiders over the Steelers. How about that? The Raiders are 2 and 0, 26-17 over Pittsburgh. And the 49ers also 2 and 0. They knock off the Eagles 17 17- Uh, to 11. We'll continue to sprinkle them in, uh, update you on some of the games still ongoing. We'll preview Lions game coming up as well. Don't go anywhere. Chris Renwick here on Sports Lab on WJM. I'll tell you, these games that are going on right now are good games. I mean, these are nail biters. Uh, You got Vikings in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, Vikes on top of the Cardinals, they just took the lead 33 to 31, start of the fourth quarter. The Falcons making their way end of the third they trail uh the Buccaneers by three it's 28 25 down in Tampa Bay all knotted up uh nearing the end of the third quarter in LA Chargers Cowboys tied up at 14 and then you got the Seahawks and the Titans in Seattle Uh, the Hawks on the Titans 24 16 that way is uh, about five minutes left in the third there these are good games ongoing. all right Jason I know you got some other stuff what do you got
0: well, I, I actually wanted to touch on that tweet you sent me about the uh, about Matthew Stafford and his first time he's had back-to-back wins since 2017, which I wouldn't have guessed. Unbelievable.
1: Well, uh, the Lions haven't been very good, for, yeah, the number, for, the, for a number of years. <laughs> and, and I got to be honest, again, I I like Matthew Stafford. I think he's a good guy, uh, and and I'm happy for him that he's in a place where. Uh, he's going to be able to to win some ball games. I mean, the Rams are going to be very good team this year. Uh, whether or not uh, they're going to be able to make some postseason noise remains to be seen, which I I, I think they will. Um, but with that being said, Matthew Stafford winning back to back games for the first time since 2017 is pretty crazy. Oh, absolutely! Um, it, yeah. it, it it goes to show you kind of where the Lions have been. I mean. It, it, in this bubble in Detroit, it can be hard to see that. But when you expand, and you're like, oh, actually, hold on a second here, um, the Lions haven't been very good, and and so for Matthew Stafford to be in a place where he's got weapons, he's got a line, he's got a running game, he's got a defense, um, I, I'm I obviously I'm rooting for the guy and as much as i was an advocate for trading matthew stafford as much as i was um an advocate for for dealing him getting him out of town um we're going to miss that we're going to miss that toughness we're going to miss that production uh because you know if, if last week is any indication which if you if you if you were looking at reports coming out of training camp i mean jared goff is the king of checkdowns partially because he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to uh but but for Matthew Stafford to be in a place where he's going to thrive, uh, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot like Justin Verlander when he went to Houston. You you are rooting for the guy because he put in his time here, and um, you just you want to see them do. We well. got
1: two of your picks. We got two LA picks, so I don't right. need them to do well. But uh, you know, happy for now.
0: right now. Uh, so we're 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 not not yet through week two. Any surprising teams to you so far? Uh, I know it's it's a, it's it's a small sample
1: size but mm-hmm. um surprising teams this far. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a uh, uh, one on both ends um I'm a little bit surprised about the Raiders being 2 uh, and 0 uh and and you know beating the Steelers by nine today in a league that's you know a lot of these scores are lopsided uh here early on this season but the Raiders being two and0 um I find that to be interesting I think Derek Carr is is one of those middle of the road maybe bottom of the league quarterbacks but 20 for 37 today 382 through the air and two touchdowns um love that and I am a big Henry Ruggs guy I think Henry Ruggs is going to have a year. Um, he had a touchdown today, uh, and he had over 100 yards receiving as well. So the Raiders, I, I think, is one of the interesting storylines that I'm talking about. I think that them was, being two and zero is interesting.
0: Sorry. And that game Monday night was unbelievable. And mm-hmm. if you're a, a Raider fan and you bought a ticket to uh, go into that stadium that night, which is the first, uh, the first time in front of fans for their new stadium, you got to mm-hmm. watch the Raiders win twice.
1: Yep. And how about this for another surprising team? Uh somebody who was able to escape the death grip that is the New York Football Jets. Sam Darnold going down to the Panthers, they're 2 and 0. Sam Darnold today throwing for over 300 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Yeah, they've looked good uh, so far, yep. He's got some weapons too, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, uh, but the Panthers being two and zero is is one of the other interesting storylines. Now, uh, somebody on the other side of that who I anticipate to be, who I thought was going to be pretty good, um, the the early schedule for them is a bit of a struggle. Um, but I I would have thought that Indianapolis would have showed out a little better against Seattle in week one. Um, but they got a couple of winnable games coming up against. Uh, Tennessee and Miami. So they could pull this thing back to two and two before they got to go down to Baltimore and take on the Ravens. And then you got the the, the Texans, the 49 ers so, you know, I thought Indianapolis at least would have been one and one at this point. They're not fine. Uh, I'm not going to kill them. Um, But with that being said, I, I, I had some high hopes for, for Indianapolis this year. And then obviously Carson Wentz going there He's just an okay quarterback. I don't think he's very good, but uh, I, I had some high hopes uh, for the Colts, and, and so far they've just been kind of mediocre.
0: And we got the the Denver Broncos have started two and
1: 2 and o. Yeah,
0: very easy schedule for them so far. Yep, uh, they beat Jacksonville today. Who they beat in week one? Oh, the Giants. And they yep. get the Jets at home for their home opener next week. So the Broncos, so far, uh, switching from Drew Locke to Teddy Bridgewater. So far, so good for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what's interesting there is it, you kind of touched on it. They start on the road for their first two games of the year, so they are a, a kind of starting to season uh, as a as a as a road team that can go on the road and win. They're two and zero on the road this year. That's pretty impressive for a Denver team that last year kind of spun their tires. Uh, they got some guys kind of banged up by injury, but Cortland Sutton is a guy I really like. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, t- even Teddy Bridgewater back in in uh, Minnesota was a guy that I really liked. Again, uh, the that horrific injury kind of derailed his career there. Um, but but uh, is somebody that I think that you can rely on. And I think they're seeing those those benefits pay out early in Denver. So certainly a nice schedule for them to ease into 2021, but they've got a lot of weapons too. And and, and the Broncos, at least early on, are, are set up pretty nicely. Absolutely. Minnesota just,
0: I believe, Minnesota's up 33-31. I believe they just took the lead in that game. And
1: these games are close. Yeah, no, the, the ones that are ongoing now are very close. Uh, and I know you—you may not even have any nails left. Cowboys at Chargers. No, uh, that one's that one's going into the fourth tied up at fourteen. Yeah, it
0: started um, as a shootout and it's turned defensive yep. <laughs> uh, after the first quarter. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is another. Uh, the, the, the Cowboys started two games as well on the road, and then they'll have three at yep. home. So this is an important one to get because last week. Um, they nearly beat Tom Brady. It was a good one, mm-hmm. and it didn't yep, they, leave a sour taste in my front. mouth like a lot of. Because I've seen that game a million times, but totally. it didn't, you know it you know I said well hey, they played well, uh, Tom Brady just keeps ticking, and or, you know the
1: interesting thing about the Cowboys is I, I don't know what the issue is, it, and I'm not sure if um if they're really just trying to ease Dak back into this thing Dak really hasn't cut it loose it felt like this year yet um a little bit last week but they just have so much offensive talent that it 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 almost boggles the mind to think that you know you've put up 14 points through three quarters in a L- in, L- in LA i mean CeeDee lamb to me is a guy that is going to Blow the roof off of this thing, I think, this year. I think CD Lamb's going to have a big year. Yeah. Pair that with, uh, on the other side, Amari Cooper, obviously Zeke in the backfield. They've got a ton of talent. So yeah. I, I, I just, I question if it's a schematics thing, uh, or what it is with Dallas. But, but to me, they should be scoring points in mass.
0: Excuse me. And they have, uh, and Zeke, I've t- talking to a buddy of mine about this. Zeke was the perfect running back for a Jason Garrett style team. Now yep. Mike McCarthy, who in Green Bay really never had a a running game, certainly not like this. Seems like he cuz Tony Pollard's running the ball like crazy in the second half. Yes, so he it's is. almost like he just Zeke is is a power back and it just doesn't fit in McCarthy's style. But that's a 90 million dollar uh contract right there. So yep. to try to, you know, he's having a better day today. He did score earlier. But it, it's like going forward; it's almost like a Tony Pollard would be better served for this team. But you, you know, McCarthy has to it has to work with what he's got, and it's not no you know to have a Zeke Elliott's not a bad thing to have. So
1: it it is <laughs> not. Uh, but again, I, I just I, I don't know if again if it's a schematics thing or what it is. But to me, Dallas should be Dallas offensively should be one of the best teams in the country uh, uh, in the league, and I. I don't know what it is, um, but again, maybe this is just some some early season jitters. Uh, so we'll see if the Cowboys can figure that out. Meanwhile, uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Lions Packers Monday night football from Lambeau. Uh, some interesting developments with this team going forward because a couple of guys haven't been able to clear concussion protocol and they have been ruled out for tomorrow night's game in Green Bay. We'll tell you who that is coming up next right here on Sports Wrap. Chris Renwick on WJR. Uh, Don't go away. More next. So obviously a very uncharacteristic week last week from Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They got absolutely housed. Housed. By New Orleans. I mean, it was wild. Now, if you look at how that game went, because it was a strange game. It's strange in the sense that it just felt like Green Bay never got the wheels going. Like they were just spinning in the mud from the opening kick. Uh, Saints go down, start the game, kick a field goal. Then they go back to back plays or back to back series of touchdowns. 17 to nothing uh, right off the top. I think Green Bay had run something like 12 offensive plays in the first half. It it you just can't win, you're not gonna win many games when you're not running place. Uh they were able to score a late first half field goal, but at that point being down 14 is tough to come back from. Uh plus, if you remember, uh it was a uh interception in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers was targeting Devontae Adams, and it was just a mile behind him. I mean, it was it wasn't even close. Uh, but he got hit in the nether regions and wasn't able to throw a very good ball. So, with all of that being said, I with with the feeling that Green Bay never was able to get the machine going, never was able to fire it up. Uh, I do not anticipate that, like this happening tomorrow at LeBron. Uh and I think there's a couple of things that you need to watch out for. Um, part of this is a couple of matchups, including the play on the Packers offensive line. They got a couple of guys banged up, especially on the interior. Uh, Josh Myers and Royce Newman, um, are some of the guys that I think the lions could exploit. Then Lucas Patrick, who's the left guard is in concussion protocol. Uh, You may see former Michigan left tackle John Runyon there. So the interior of that line uh, on the offensive line could be an area where the lions could take advantage. Now, TJ Hawkinson is going to be a a focal point in this whole thing. He just is. I mean, and and, and quite frankly, with the performance he had last week, TJ Hawkinson could be up for a big year. I mean, a big year. Plus, yet in somebody like Jamal Williams, who I think feels a little slated by not being re-upped in Green Bay, I think he's going to be juiced to go. And DeAndre Swift got off to a nice start last year. Now, for the Lions, Tyrell Williams is out. He's in concussion protocol, as is defensive tackle Kevin Strong. So they're going to be a little weaker on the interior of that D-line. Somebody who, again, with with some of the greenness of the Packers' interior offensive line, you'd like to be at full strength there. Kevin Strong's out. Now, they're going to rotate a bunch of guys in, but your pass rushers, some questionable guys that they may not be able to go. Michael Brocker's dealing with the shoulder. Trey Flowers dealing with the shoulder. They were limited in practice this week, but they could be good to go. But if, if, if Michael Brocker's, Trey Flowers, or one or the other don't get to go, that could be a problem. That could be it could cause some issues in being able to pressure Aaron Rodgers. If you can't pressure Aaron Rodgers, he he'll just dissect you. So I think these are a couple of interesting lines that you got to keep, you know, uh in mind here as we gear up for tomorrow night. Now do do you do we believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to have the kind of lackluster, laxadaisical kind of uh, outing that he had in week 1 absolutely not absolutely not and i think Devontae adams could be in for a big night you know especially when somebody uh uh romeo i mean or excuse me uh awarie has played very well uh dating back to last year um but certainly uh, uh the injury of jeff okuda is is problematic so I think Aaron Rodgers is, I think this is going to be uh, the Aaron Rodgers redemption game. This is Aaron Rodgers not only bouncing back from last week, but but after an off-season of demanding out of Green Bay, after an off-season of, you know, publicly bashing the organization, uh, I think this is where, in front of the home crowd, Aaron Rodgers gets this thing right. Aaron Rodgers is going to turn this thing around tomorrow night. And, and in terms of what you can expect from the Lions offense, I don't know. I mean, especially with a lot of these young receivers, it's hard to tell. You know, I I, I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. I really do. Um, But it's just a green player. Just hasn't played. And enough in the NFL, but he's got a game under his belt. And you're going against a Packers defense that is chock full of experience, chock full of veterans. So, uh, you know, I, I, will we see more checkdowns from Jared Goff? Probably. I think you'll see a healthy uh, dose of targets to TJ Hawkinson. I think that's where a lot of this goes. Um, Because they just don't... they. Quite frankly, the Lions probably have arguably one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL. Arguably, on paper at least, They're certainly one of the 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 uh, shortest on experience. So I, I, it, it's tough to really put uh, any sort of you know expectation on that group, especially with Jared Goff who's still trying to you know, uh, acclimate himself into this team, into this offense. So we'll see. I just don't expect, I don't don't expect a lot of points. Now, with that being said, uh, I think the run game could be their best bet tomorrow. I I, I think the Williams-Swift combo is a nice combo. Another thing to watch along this Lions offensive line is Panay Sewell on the left side as Taylor Decker continues to deal with injuries. Moving Panay Sewell over to the left. Uh, played a really nice game in week one against Nick Bosa. One of the better pass rushers in the league. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be interested to see how he holds up again uh, another game under his belt at left tackle in the NFL. So, look, uh, as far as a score prediction, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I think it's going to be the Packers Big. Big. Because I think Aaron Rodgers, a lot of doubt this week. I don't think they're going to let that stand. So there you go. Take it to the bank. Uh, Have yourself a wonderful week. We will talk to you next weekend, Saturday uh, at 6 o'clock. We'll see you then. Have a good week.